Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, with Clark Kent's admonition to remain at the Daily Planet gone unheeded, Perry White and Jimmy Olsen have fallen into the hands of enemies, the hooded mobsters of the Clan of the Fiery Cross. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, if you want a breakfast treat that is a treat, latch onto a dish of Kellogg's Pep tomorrow morning. There's a dish that'll make your appetite sit up and take notice, believe me. Each tender whole wheat flake is crisp and golden. Good as gold to taste, too. Why, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's loaded to the brim with sunshine flavor, a breezy sort of flavor that brings every spoonful right back for another. And just ask Mom about how Kellogg's Pep stacks up for nutrition. She knows you get solid whole wheat nourishment and more. Add it all up, gang, and you'll get a big total of reasons why Kellogg's Pep will make a real hit with you. See if you don't go for Pep in such a big way that almost before you know it, you've finished off every last spoonful in your bowl, which is a particularly smart idea nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to help give good nourishment to fellows and girls across the seas. Nobody wants to waste cereal. So when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocer's, make sure that you pour it out carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Get the right habit, gang. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Now, the adventures of Superman. When Tommy Lee, spectacular boy pitcher and star player on Jim Olsen's Unity House baseball team, was brutally attacked by the hate-mongering clan of the Fiery Cross because he's Chinese... Editor Perry White printed a blistering editorial against the cowardly hooded band, whose un-American credo is one race, one religion, one color. White's editorial was accompanied by an offer of $1,000 to whomever would reveal the identity of a Klansman. That night, a fiery cross was planted on White's lawn as a warning. Furious and far from intimidated, White published another editorial attack against the fanatical bigotry of the hooded clan, raising his offer to $5,000 for identification of its membership. Ignoring Kent's admonition to stay in the office until his return, White and Jim Olsen drove off to the editor's suburban home. En route, they are forced to stop by a large truck, which, as our story continues now, is disgorging some 20 men, all garbed in long sheets and slitted hoods, who mutter angrily as they rush toward White and Jim. Holy smokes. Look, Chief, it's... Then there's a clan of the fiery cross. Come on, boys. You know what to do. You bet we do. Quick, Chief. Get the car. Maybe we can get away. No, no, Jim. It's too late. Take your hands off me, you. Hey, let go. Let go. Let go. Let him have it, Joe. Oh, good work. Why, you dirty rat. Just let me get my hands. Look at him, too, Joe. Fast. No. Nice going. All right, boys. Pick him up and toss him into the truck. Mike, you drive their car. Follow us. Let's go. Throwing the unconscious Jimmy Olsen and Perry White into their truck, the robed and hooded Klansmen leap in after them, and a moment later, roar away. Meanwhile, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman has returned to the Daily Planet. 
Failing to find White and Jimmy, he has entered Lois Lane's office where the girl reporter is typing a story. Listen, Lois, did you Just see the... Just a moment, Clark. I'm finishing a story on Dr. Lee. What? You know, Tommy Lee's father. Well, all right, that's fine, but will you please stop typing a moment and listen to me? This is important. Okay, okay. There. Now, what's on your mind? Have you seen the chief and Jimmy? Yes, I saw them about, oh, half an hour ago when I got back to the office. They were just leaving. Leaving? For where? For the chief's house. Why? Oh, of all the stubborn... I told him not to leave the office without me. You told who? The chief. Do you mind if I use your phone? Well, of course not. Look, what's all the excitement about? What do you mean? Don't you know about the cross being burned on the chief's lawn last night? And Poco getting beaten up? Of course I know about it, but has something else happened now? I don't know. I hope not. You hope not? Clark, I wish you'd explain what's eating you. I'm worried about the chief, Lois. That fiery cross was the clan's warning to him to stop attacking them in the Daily Planet or else. You know that, don't you? Oh, sure, but they were just bluffing. Bluffing? Well, you know they wouldn't dare do anything to an important man like the editor of the Daily Planet. Oh, that's what you think. Oh, why doesn't somebody answer? Who are you calling? Mr. White's house. Well, well, poor Poco can't answer. He's in bed, you know, under a doctor's care. Oh, I know, but the nurse, Miss Adams, is there. She... Oh, wait a minute, here she is. Hello, Miss Adams. Uh, this is Clark Kent. Yes, did Mr. White and Jim Olson get there yet? They didn't. Well, I... Yes, I know you're expecting them. Uh-huh, well, look, will you ask Mr. White to phone me the moment he comes in, please? I'm at the office. That's right, at the Daily Plant. Thank you. Goodbye. Not home yet? Uh-uh. And that worries me. Say they left a half hour ago, Lois? Well, about that. They should be home because it doesn't take much more than half an hour to drive out there. Now, stop worrying, Clark. For heaven's sake. I can't when I think of the clan of the Fiery Cross and what they do. Oh, stop it, Clark. You know those cowards attack people who can't defend themselves and whom they think they can scare into silence, like little Tommy Lee and his father. Well, they wouldn't dare attack Perry White. Well, ordinarily you'd be right, Lois. But they can't afford to have a big paper like the Planet blasting them and offering $5,000 rewards for information about them. Well... They've got to shut up the chief or stop their dirty work. I think they wouldn't dare touch him. And I tell you, they're wrong. I'll wait another ten minutes. If the chief isn't home by then, I'm going out to look for him. For heaven's sake, who are you calling now, Clark? White's house. The ten minutes are up. Goodness, I never knew you were such a warrior. Look, I've had too much experience with these fanatical hate mongers not to worry, Lord. Oh, hello, Miss Adams. This is Clark Kent again. Did Mr. White and Jim Olsen get there yet? No, they haven't. Well, did you hear from them at all? I see. No, 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 no other message. All right, thank you. Goodbye. You're not home. No. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where are you going? Look for the chief and Jimmy. I've got a hunch they're in trouble. Now you've got me worried. I'll go with you. No, I can work faster alone. Don't be silly. How can you? You'd be surprised. So long. Hurrying to the deserted storeroom, Kent strips off his business suit, revealing the blue costume and red cape of Superman. Swiftly, he opens the window. Out. Up. And away! Like an arrow shot from a giant bow, Superman flashes away from the Daily Planet, rocketing above the highway leading to Editor White's suburban home. A moment later, he is hovering above White's house, sees his friends are not there, and returns to scour the highway and the nearby countryside again. Later, more worried than ever, he has resumed his guise of Clark Kent and is in the office of Inspector Henderson at Metropolis Police Headquarters. You say you've checked with the highway police, Inspector? Yes, and with all the hospitals. 
There's been no report of anything happening to Mr. White and Jim. Oh. Or of anyone seeing them after they left the planet this evening. Well, then I'm positive the clan of the fiery cross is behind their disappearance. You've got to track them down. Now, wait a minute, Kent. The clansmen are bad actors, but they pick on little people. They only try to frighten the big ones. They tried to frighten Mr. White, and it didn't work, so they had to go farther. They knew if they didn't silence him, he'd silence them eventually. Yes, Believe but me, Inspector, I know what I'm talking about. Now, we've got to work fast. We may never see Mr. White and Jimmy again. We've got to track down that clan. Yeah, well, how are we going to do that? We don't even know who those devils are. All right, we've got to find out. Now, look, that boy who called me the other night to tell me the clan was going to tar and feather Tommy Lee, he knows who the clansmen are. Now, if we can find him, oh, we... sure, if, if, if. I've had all phone exchanges trying to trace that call, and my men are asking questions everywhere, but it's no soap. Trouble is, we haven't got a description of the boy. I know. Oh, uh, just a minute, that's my phone. Hello? Oh, yes, Haley. What? You have, huh? Oh, that's fine. Well, where are you? Third in Maine? Right. Right, we'll be right out. That was Healy, Kent. Yes? He's picked up a boy he thinks might be the one who phoned you the other night. Wonderful. Let's go. We'll return in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, you probably remember from school about the pyramids, one of the wonders of ancient Egypt. Well, this week, we've dressed up a pyramid into a wonder of a breakfast dish. It's a pep pyramid, this week's pep dish of the week. Try it tomorrow and see if it doesn't make history with your morning appetite. First, pile your serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in your bowl in the shape of a pyramid. Around the base, uh, scatter juicy red raspberries or some other fruit. Top with milk and sugar. And that's it, gang, a pep pyramid, a breakfast combination that stars Kellogg's Pep and its sunshine flavor. Yes, sir, that sunny golden toasted flavor sure does rise and shine. Pep's tender crispness sure does a thing or two for your appetite, too. Fact is, Kellogg's Pep is always so terrific, you keep right on eating down to the last full wheat flake in your bowl. And you know, that's the hep thing to do, particularly nowadays when the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. So, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure there's no waste at your house. If you pour your own pep, pour it carefully and finish off every bit you pour out. Remember, eat all your pep. Don't waste it. Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson have just arrived at 3rd and Main Streets, where Sergeant Healy reported picking up a boy who might be the mysterious youngster who had telephoned Kent the night the clan of the Fiery Cross attacked young Tommy Lee. Where's the boy, Healy? I let him go, Inspector. What? You let him go? Yeah, I called you back, but you'd already left. This kid was acting suspiciously two nights ago when the Lee boy was grabbed by the clan. Also, he made a phone call from a pool room to someone, he wouldn't say who, about the time Mr. Kent got the call. Yeah? But when I checked back on my notes, I saw where Mr. Kent had said the kid who phoned him didn't have any accent. No, he didn't. Well, this kid had a southern accent. Uh-oh. Well, it might have been a phony one. It wasn't. I made sure. I checked with people around here who knew him and his folks. Up in the south, all right. Well, I guess that's that, Kent. Not on your life, Inspector. We've still got to find a lead to the clan because I'm sure they've got Jim and Mr. White. I'm afraid that unless we get to them quickly, it'll be too late. Mark Kent's fear is well-founded. For at this moment in the clan's hideout high in the craggy hills above Metropolis, Jimmy and White sit in a small, dark cave, their hands bound tightly behind them with wire. Outside the cave entrance, two ghostly figures in robes and hoods keep watch. Other hooded figures stand guard elsewhere in the moonlit glade. 
What do you think's going to happen to us, Mr. White? Nothing, Jim. Not a thing. They wouldn't dare do anything to us. That's what you said last night, after they burned the cross on your lawn. Ah, uh, they're just bluffing now, trying to scare us. Well, you can't kid me. You don't believe that any more than I do. You know these guys mean business. Rubbish. Sheer nonsensical rubbish. Oh, yeah? I got a feeling we're in for the works. I heard one of the guys say their grand... Grand Scorpion was coming up here tonight, and... It's going to be just too bad for us. And I say it'll be too bad for him and for all of his dirty gang if they so much as lay a finger on us. I... Hold it, Chief. Here comes one of the rats. Well, let him come. I'll tell him a thing or two. All right, White. Olsen, up on your feet. Now, look here, you. Shut you... up and do as you're told. Wait, you... Chief, please. Well, the, the idea... The Grand dirty... Scorpion wants to see you. Follow me. The who? You heard me. The Grand Scorpion of the clan That of... Grand Baloney. Now, you listen to me. If you know what's good for you, look, you... Look, White... If you know what's good for you, you'll shut your face and do as you're told. We don't aim to take any more from you, understand? Now, come on. Move. Shoved roughly from the cave, Jim Olsen and Perry White follow the hooded ruffian across the moonlit glade to a secluded spot where Matt Riggs, the cold-eyed leader of the clan of the Fiery Cross, awaits them. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode is tense with action and drama. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, how about being a pal to your dog like he is to you? Do him a good turn. Treat him to Kellogg's Grow-Pup dog food. Why, it beats all how many dogs give Grow-Pup the glad eye. It's so full of meaty flavor. And there are three different kinds to pick from. There's Grow-Pup Ribbon, Grow-Pup Meal, and Grow-Pup Pellets. You can give your dog the kind he likes best because they all have what it takes to help keep him right on the beam. For lots of muscle, for strong bones and teeth, ask Mother to base your dog's diet on Kellogg's Grow-Pup every day. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.